Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for God has promised that if I stay in that vine, in that relationship to Him, I'm going to be in heaven forever in a continual feast. It doesn't get any better than that. So when you're down and you want to go online to www.pessimist.com, scratch it and say, God, let me have a view of who you are. Yeah, we have tough times. Yeah, we have difficult times. But we have God. And we have joy, Lord, because Christ has changed our lives. Today, Pastor Mark teaches that too many Christians have lost their childlike perspective of life. He says scientific studies show kids laugh 400 times a day, whereas adults, only 15. That's amazing. Jesus said that unless you become like a little child, we won't enter the kingdom of God. Based on what we've been taught, we might only consider becoming like them in regards to their childlike faith, but why not like them in this aspect as well? Listen in to find out how you can experience this unlimited, uninhibited joy right now. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, with his continuing study entitled, A Good Dose of Medicine. Real life and joy is only found in a person, Jesus Christ. Amazing to me that Satan does so well in his marketing schemes and strategies. He has convinced most people in our world, has convinced most people that the only place of fun and laughter is in his kingdom. Going after power and possessions and pride. He's convinced people of that. And if you want to be sad, if you want to be funky, then go to church. Because there's no joy there. There's no happiness there. There's only legalism and there's only people that just suck the joy right out of there. There couldn't be anything there. That's exactly wrong. Church is not a place of boredom. Church is not a place of gloom and misery. Church is a place where the joy of the Lord is. Is that true? Now, what is the difference between joy and happiness? Let me give you a great definition. Let's go through it. Because there's a huge difference between joy and happiness. It doesn't mean now that a Christian can't be happy. But the Christian's basis is about joy. We certainly can be happy. Happiness depends on the circumstances of life. But joy, write it down, depends on God. It's hugely different. Doesn't mean we can't be happy. We certainly can. You see, joy is a deep, settled confidence that God is in control of every 
aspect of our lives. Joy, a deep, settled confidence that it's going to be all right. Because God is in control, Romans 8.28, of every aspect and detail of our life. So see, real joy goes beyond happiness. Now, let me ask you a question tonight. As a Christian, and I'd like you just on your, on your notes to rate yourself from zero to five. Five being superb and zero being not very good. On a scale of one to five, are you really enjoying your Christian life or just kind of going through the motions? Just enduring it. It's okay, but rate yourself. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you really enjoying it? Or are you just kind of halfway, some days, some days not? Or, man, just, just not there right now. Rate yourself. Rate yourself. We'll look at that as we go through. How can I change that? How can I even prove that even if I'm a, a five tonight? Now remember, it doesn't depend on the circumstances because it comes from God. Now, I don't know whether you know this or not, but there are laughing clubs that started in India in 1995 as a, as a plain way to laugh. And the idea was to get people at 6.30 in the morning. Come on now, 6.30 in the morning. They're out in this field. And what they're doing, this psychologist went over, they're just laughing. And the traditional last session begins with a ho-ho and a ha-ha. It focuses on proper breathing, goes about a half hour in length. The, laugh, the laughter helps a person breathe in properly, pushing out from the diaphragm. There's then hundreds of laughing exercises. There's no jokes or anything, just laughing. Now you say, no way. Well, there's 500 of those in India now, and there's like 20 or 30 already big clubs in the United States where they go just to laugh. And I think it's actually great. And do you know numbers of the reports from people that they're being healed of crazy physical things in their bodies? You say, well, it's impossible. Well, no, it isn't. What did at the beginning Solomon say? A cheerful heart. But it goes beyond the physical aspect because there has to be a spiritual aspect involved in our lives. Too many Christians have lost the childlike perspective of life. Recent studies show this. Kids laugh five, excuse me, 400 times a day. How many for adults? 15. Is that amazing? And what did Jesus say about children? Unless you become like... <laughs> Why not? Why not? You see, interestingly enough, we need to be more joyful. Now, it takes more than a laughing club. It takes more than watching some old Three Stooges movies. It takes more than, well, doing all kinds of things. It's a neat little thing, the way to take pressure off. But God's talking about more than a laughing club. and You see, the fruit of the Spirit is joy. 
It comes from God. Look on the overhead, Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful. But the fruit of the Spirit is joy. You see, when Jesus comes into our lives, when we have a real relationship with him, it brings joy. Now you say, well, then why are some Christians without joy? Because of this. Turn to James 1, 2. And here's the point number three tonight. Real joy is our choice. Choice. It comes from abiding in the vine, John 15. But how we express it is our choice. James 1, 2. Consider it pure terror, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. No, James tells us something that's very hard to do. In fact, you and I cannot do it without the Spirit's help. You can't grin and bear it when things are disastrous, but you can still have joy. James 1-2 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. You see, the seriousness of life should never steal our joy and laughter. Now, we know in the Bible, sure I know this in the Bible, the Bible tells us there is a time to laugh and there is a time to cry. We know that. But overall, God's joy has nothing to do with those kind of circumstances. It has nothing to do with age or money. Spurgeon said this, Believers are not dependent upon circumstances. Their joy comes not from what they have, but from what they are. Not from where they are, but whose they are. Not from what they enjoy, but that which suffered for them was by the Lord. You see, what we have tonight comes because we're attached to the vine. But it's a choice. It's a choice. When I ask you to rate from five to zero, the joy is there. God's power is there. What are we choosing? Why so little laughter? Why so little joy when that is the fruit of the Spirit? Now, I'll just quote this verse for you. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. That means when I have the joy of the Lord, it's part of God's nature. It's His gift to me. It enables me to live with power and assurance no matter what the circumstances. It's actually... Supernatural. That's why you can lay in that hospital bed. That's why you can be under all that heavy load and still have joy. Because we know it's going to be all right. We know in spite of what happens here, it's going to be all right. You see, God designed our lives to be full of joy and laughter and excitement regardless. We must choose to enjoy life. Now turn back to Proverbs chapter 15. Let me give you the fourth one. Real joy shows outwardly. It's on our face. It's in our demeanor. It's the way we act. It's the way we live. 
You know, it's amazing, and I don't know whether, I don't really know what this is all about. So few people whistle today. I used to, when I was working in the hospital, the pharmacy for those years, I'd whistle a lot. People knew, here he comes, the whistler. Well, usually when you're whistling, what are you? You're happy. Have you had a canary in your house? Man, just, just loving it. Sun comes in, man, they're turned on. There it goes. Just whistling. Just in singing and beautiful. Is there a song in your heart tonight? Is there a joy in your step tonight? You, you see, if it's here, it's supposed to come outwardly. Well, look at what it says. Proverbs 15, 13. It says, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Look at this picture. One of my favorite. We have it in the bookstore. I have it at home. You know it. What is it? Smiling Jesus. This is what real joy looks like. Now, I'm supposed to be like Jesus. Happy, smiling Jesus. Do you love to be around people? Can you imagine anybody that wouldn't want to be around Jesus? Can you imagine anybody that wouldn't want to be around you or me? We're not perfect, but more often than not, we don't represent that very well. More often than not, there's a frown rather than a smile. More often than not, there's kind of a dragging of the feet instead of a in our step. But it shouldn't be that way because the joy of the Lord is my... You say, well, Pastor Mark, you don't know my circumstances. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm talking about joy. Look it down at verse 15. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. How, how long? Con continual. It, it, it's just always there. It's a joy. And it comes not working it up. Can't work it up. That's false. That's the clown. It comes naturally. Through the Spirit, which makes it supernatural. You see, our world is filled with pessimists, sadness, emptiness, stress, lack of kind of hope. So many people are gloomy and fearful and negative. I went online and I just put the word pessimist. There's a website for them. And here's, they have pictures to hang in your home. There's a picture of a pessimist. And it's on the bottom of this cloud, it says this. Every dark cloud has a silver lining. But lightning kills hundreds of people each year who are trying to find it. What, what is that? Now who would want to hang that in their home? Are we nuts or what? There's a website! And you can buy them! Well, man, a website for pessimists. <laughs> See, God wants us to be optimistic. I mean, we have God. Someone has said this, and I found this today. If you can't see the bright side of life, at least polish the dull side. Do something. We can rejoice no matter what because of why. God's for me. He's not against me. God has a plan for me that's good. 
God's discipline even is good for me because he loves those he disciplines. God is in full control of the circumstance of our lives tonight. God has promised that if I stay in that vine, in that relationship to him, I'm going to be in heaven forever in a continual feast. It doesn't get any better than that. So when you're down and you want to go online to www.pessimist.com, scratch it and say, God, let me have a view of who you are. Yeah, we have tough times. Yeah, we have difficult times. But we have God. And we have joy of the Lord because Christ has changed our lives. Proverbs 15.30. Turn there. Let me give you point number five. Real joy is contagious. It's a magnet. Look at Proverbs 15.30. A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. And good news gives health to the bones. You see, when we're filled with joy... Everybody we come in contact with, it just kind of rubs off on them. Ever been around people like that? In other words, if I have joy and you don't and I come in contact with you, more often than not it will rub off and you will be joyful. I read about a man who had returned from Africa very sick and he was rushed to the hospital. After a battery of tests, he woke up in the private room, nobody there, and the phone rang. This is your doctor. We had the results. We have now the results back of your test. And you have an extremely nasty virus, which is very, very contagious. We're going to have to put you on a diet of pizzas, pancakes, and pita bread. <laughs> Pizza, pancakes, pita bread. And the man said to the doctor, well, will that cure me? The doctor replied, no, but it's the only food we can get under your door. <laughs> There are some people in this fellowship I love to be around. Because no matter what's going on in their lives, they're joyful, positive, laughing in their outlook. It's very contagious. Those men and women have many true friends. That's why people loved to be around Jesus. You see, if you're the other way, if you're always seeing half empty, if you're always looking at the negative, or if you're putting on the front of the smile, but we really know it's not true, then number one, you'll have a difficult time being a good witness. Number two, you will usually fail in leadership because people don't want to be around you. Now, I'm not talking about like the jokers on TV that give you the smile. I'm talking about the true joy of the Lord. And when you're around those people enough, you know they got it. And man, is it contagious. That's what I want in my life. In spite of the difficulties, joy is to be contagious. Whenever you found Jesus, you found that his joy spilled. It was just like it just spilled over. It just spilled over. On other people. Let me ask you tonight. Is it spilling over from you? If you're down at zero. Or one or two. Not much. Is it spilling over? Is it spilling over? Turn with me to Luke chapter 9. I want us to go back to a mountainside with Jesus. I want us to go back about 2,000 years ago. I want you to immerse yourself in the text. I want you to take your shoes up, put your sandals on, put your long robes on, little walking cane, and sit down with me right now in the mountainside 
And let's listen to Jesus teach. I, I, I want you to come with all your burdens, with everything you have today, with the things that are upsetting you, with the cares of this life, just like these people were. 5,000 men sat down here. That's probably close to 14, 12 to 14,000 total people, women and children. They sat on this mountainside. They're just like you, and they're just like me. They're just people. With them is Jesus and his disciples. I want you to see a lesson. Luke chapter 9, verse 10. Now when the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. Why? Because he was a smiling Jesus. He welcomed them. Notice, he didn't go, oh, bummer. More lousy people. You see, if you have the joy of the Lord, you love to be around people. You'll have them in your home. That's why you'll get in a small group. Because you want to be around people. He welcomed them, he spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed healing. Wow. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside, the fast food places, and find food and lodging. Because we are in a remote place here. Jesus replied, I love it. Notice it's in red. You give them something to eat. Well, they answered, and you know that they went out looking among them and came back. A little boy had a little lunch with him. His mom had packed this little lunch of five little loaves of bread and two fish. So they answered, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all the crowd. And 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, no problemo. Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. Now why did God do that? He's an organized God. Why, when you come into this building, do we say, sit here, sit here, no kids, can't get up, walk out, can't... Why, when you drive in the parking lot, do we say, please park here, please park there, follow the same reason? So we can effectively minister to people. You see, children don't understand that. Sometimes 70-year-old children, 30-year-old children know. You're not telling me to where to park. Oh, yes, we are. Keep driving. You say, well, that's ridiculous. No, that's the way you run a church. There has to be order. The people sat down in groups of 50. Taking the loaves, the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. Notice, looking up to heaven, he can go, Oh, God, if you don't come through, I'm going to look like an idiot here. <laughs> what? Why didn't he do that? Because he was in relationship with his father. Overall, God's joy has nothing to do with circumstance, but what we are. Not from where we're at, but whose we are. Bottom line, it depends on God. Christian, remember, real joy is your choice. Learn to laugh more and enjoy the journey. Lighten up and let the joy spill over from your life. And finally, if you must know, the best vitamin for a Christian, B1. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Next time on Lessons for Living, we'll learn that the best medicine God ever made was a glad, joyful, and happy heart. Every commercial has some new pill to ask your doctor about, so this really simplifies things a bit. One of the side effects of this drug you can expect to experience is the occasional outburst, and it's contagious. Other than that, a cheerful look brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your